And welcome to the Sacred and the Profane. This is Amanda with special guest Dakota. What's up? <laughs> Been a minute. <laughs> I have to say, I'm I'm really reeling right now. Um, <laughs> you really what? Reeling. Oh, reeling. I thought you said something else. I was about to say, well, God, at least one of us is. Tonight, we're going to talk about something fun. Yes. Alter egos and stuff. Alter egos and stuff, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm so high right now. Um, <laughs> I'm just about to ask. I was just about to ask you, how, how high are you? And it's off of legal shit. Like it, it, it won't be legal long. <laughs> I got high. I got so high one time. My mother came in and looked at me. She's like, "How fucked up are you?" No, she said, "How high are you right now?" And I said, "I'm good. How are you?" <laughs> oh my god. No, it's high. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Characters uh, that we want to be. It's Lady D for me all the way. Can you say her name for me? Lady Dimitrescu. Dimitrescu. Fantastic. And Lady Dimitrescu is from what? The new Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 8. Oh, cool. Yes. See, I, I kind of want to be Alice from Resident Evil. Ever since I've played this video game, all I can think about is I want there to be a new movie of Resident Evil with Mila Jovovich, however you say her fucking name, coming back. But I want Lady Dimitrescu and her three daughters to be a part of this. The whole village storyline. Her meeting up with Ethan Winters and having to... Can you imagine Alice going up against this nine-foot, 900-pound vampire of a woman? <laughs> and then just turns into like a passionate sex scene. Oh my god. Can you imagine getting crushed between fucking Lady Dimitrescu's thighs? Because I can. Lord, you're horny. I always am. God, to be 26 again. I don't turn 26 for a couple more months. Oh, boo-hoo. I'll be 40. And oh, I'm I'm about to age you. I'm about to age you really, really fucking bad. In four years, I'm going to be thirty years old. Oh God! Little old me is going to be thirty years old. Jesus Christ! Yep, yep. Well, my godchildren are six, fixing to be sixteen and fixing to be eighteen. God, to be that young and stupid again. Oh, no. I'd rather be that young and know what I know now. But it was so much more fun when you were stupid. <laughs> yes, it was. Because it's like the, the, the possibility of getting caught just completely evaded. And any, and any boy that smiled at you or held open a door like, that's the one. And you built a whole life inside your head about him. 
and then you met up with him later and got railed in the woods behind the uh, the church. God, a piggly wiggly. <laughs> Fucking piggly wiggly. <laughs> okay. Why do you want to be Lady Dimitrescu? Oh my god, I have so many fucking reasons. One, she's gorgeous. I mean, her boobs are fucking enormous. And she's so elegant. She has this huge castle. I mean, huge castle. It's all Victorian, gothic, noir aesthetic inside. It's so elegant. And she's so... She's slutty, but she's classy about it. Yeah. I got you. And, like, she has these... Aside from her size, I mean, because that's intimidating enough. She has this ability to flick her hands, and out of each of her fingers, shoots out like 11 inch blades. Oh. And that's, and she can kill you with that. And she's kind of, she can kind of pull a Michael Myers. No matter how fast I run, she can walk faster. Yeah. And sometimes I let her catch me. <laughs> I haven't even beaten the game. I have not even beaten the game, but I've already started a new game just so I could go back and play the part that she's in. Oh my goodness. I, I love this woman. And then her three daughters, Cassandra, Bella, and that other bitch um, <laughs> and they all compete because they want their mother's affection they want to be the favorite so they're always competing with each other oh are they as big as her no they're, they're normal size that's the thing oh so like shoving them out is like fucking farting for her you know yeah like one little uh, oh, oh look it's a girl <laughs> and her skin tone intrigues me because it's ivory but olive at the same time. Ooh. So it's that palish sort of green olive color but not green green like the whole. Yeah. It's different and it makes me want to lick it. You want to lick everything. I do. Especially here lately. Lord what's gotten into you. Is it the full moon? That's the problem. Ain't nothing gotten into me. Oh, yeah. Well, the Prozac has killed my uh, libido, so that's good. That's why I, my, we went to the grocery store today. My mom was like, hey, you want those cookies? I'm like, sure, might as well. Nobody's seen me in my underwear in almost four fucking months. <laughs> Aww. But I digress. I've come to this conclusion that... Just because I'm not having sex, does that mean that I am not sexually active? Even if I'm doing it myself, it's still pleasurable because I can do it the way I like and do it in half the time. Oh my god. I don't have to give direction. I just gotta go down there, rewire the some job shit, done. and get it done. Get her done. <laughs> so, it's serious business down there. When you get down there, you got to know what you're doing. Get in, get out. Get in, get out, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Walmart. Get your shit and get out. 
Oh my god. And I mean, you want to be Alice, and I can see like there's a million and one reasons why she's fucking fantastic. Her outfits alone. Oh, I know. Uh, especially in the um, the third one, the one where they're in the desert. Oh God, that whole Mad Max outfit she has going on is amazing. Yes. And I like that they made her like this super psychic thing. Mm-hmm. I found that to be kind of attractive. I think I have a thing for dominant women. Apparently I do too, because the other one I want to be is Xena. Honey, just start coming to the meetings with me. You're one step away from being on my team. <laughs> we need to get you. We need to get you. We need to get you registered and get your card. <laughs> oh my god! I've we'll wanted find, to be we'll Zena since I was a teenager. We'll find your Gabrielle. Don't worry. I'll put on a blonde wig. Oh my god. I'll put on a blonde wig and write a few stories, sure. I had an outfit almost exactly like that. But can we talk about when it comes to Alice? Yeah. The iconic red silk dress. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Her body so well. I know. I'm also jealous because Mila Jovovich doesn't have any tit. And I, I, all I have is tit, tit everywhere. See, she's one of these women who are so, na- she's so naturally beautiful. She doesn't even have to have them. Exactly. She could be totally flat chested, bird chested. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, I'm gonna nut. Exactly. Because God knows I've said it. And those eyes. Jesus. And she has this, when she does her character for Alice, she has this thing like, you know, you could see it switch when she's happy and she's getting along with everybody. And then when she's pissed off. Yeah. When somebody has said the wrong thing and her mood switches and you're just kind of like, oh shit. It's going to go down. Step on my neck. I, oh my God. I saw this interview on YouTube. It was in like uh, the Ukraine or somewhere, you know, she's Ukrainian Russian. So pretty. Yeah. But um, her father, her grandfather was put in prison by the, by the Soviet regime. And this Ukrainian uh, interviewer that was interviewing her and it was in that language which just makes it even sexier. Mm-hmm. Um, made a made a slide joke about her, her her relative that was in prison. So flipped over the table, he walked out and she shot him this go to hell look. I would have I would have oh my god, I would have repainted those walls. Oh my god. <laughs> have I sent you the gif of Brian Malko flipping over the table? You have you once when I was when we were drunk at your house, you had me recreate it with your old card table. Yes. Your cats didn't know what the fuck we're going on. 
He said, help, the homo's gone crazy. Shit. I see, I'm at this point with Lady Dimitrescu is that I want the costume and I will wear it all the time. My mom will knock on my door. Hey, what are you? Which one of your? I haven't met this one. Which one of your personalities is this? <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> I haven't met you. What's your name? God. Who is it you wanted to be before? Oh God, let's go down. The, let's go down the fucking list. Uh, Lady Dimitrescu, Cruella, Cruella, but the Emma Stone Cruella. Yeah. Um. At one point, I wanted to be Alice as well. I wanted to be Morticia Adams. I could see that. I wanted to be. You've got the bone structure. Thank you. Thank you. I wanted to be Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I had to delete, those, I had to delete those, that conversation. I remember. <laughs> uh, fuck, I wanted to be Elvira for the longest fucking time. Um, I think that's it. So far. Hit me up next week. I'll probably have five more. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But no, I, I, both of mine are just all three. Um, mine and yours are just strong, independent. Hom- homoerotic. Homoerotic, yes. Because yeah. I'm sorry, there was a couple things with Alice and Claire that I was kind of like, what? Oh, I love Claire. I love the one that plays Claire. Mm-hmm. I loved her when she played in uh, Heroes. Oh, cool. Because she played this uh, character that was she like she thought she was just blacking out, but then she would wake up and she would be in the middle of nowhere with like, and, you know, something would have gone horribly wrong. But it, ca- it came to the point to where she would black out and a shadow self of her would take over. And her shadow self was this murderous, violent person who would kill people. Oh, my God. And then her powers evolved from that to being able to uh, lower the temperature in the area around her to, like, freeze below, like, below freezing. And she could freeze things completely solid in a matter of seconds. Oh, my God. Oh, what's his name from X-Men? Iceman. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bobby. Yeah. I, of wanted course. To, I wanted to fuck him, the guy in the movie who played Bobby. Yeah. I grew up watching the cartoon. And I wanted to be Storm. Oh, my God. And I, and I wanted to fuck Gambit. I'm so glad that you said that because for the longest time I felt a certain sadness in myself for that one. Really? 
but you want to know what else made me question who you know my morals and stuff because I really wanted to fuck them in X Men. <laughs> Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Yeah. So bad. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Laura, I like them weird ones. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wanted him to be like mounting me and like doing <laughs> stuff to my 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 uh, danger zone. But then, like, taking his tail and wrapping it around my throat and squeezing. Oh, Lord. You know who else I wanted to be when I was younger, like, 15, 16 years old? Who? Jennifer from Jennifer's Body. Oh, God. Yeah. I idolized her for the longest fucking time. You ever watch Fried Green Tomatoes? Oh my god, yeah. Iggy? Yes, Iggy. Iggy Thread Good. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, when Kathy Bates thought that she was that lady was dead, it was so sad. I know. Kathy Bates is brilliant in anything. Oh my god, is she ever. Have you seen Disjointed? No, it's on my watch list, though. Oh, it's worth it. I'm into the second season now. But I mean, There's a her. Who, I, the woman that plays in it, it's on the tip. Uh, Lily Tomlin. Right? Yeah. Who? I love her. Yeah, I love Lily Tomlin too, but she wasn't in Fragrant Tomatoes. Is that your bar? Like, yeah, you're good. You have like six Oscars, but were you in Fragrant Tomatoes? <laughs> no, I thought we were talking about <laughs> people that were in Fragrant Tomatoes. <laughs> I was going to say shit. No, Lily Tomlin's great. You remember the show Reba? Yes. Did you ever watch the... It's kind of like a spinoff, but it's a totally different storyline, kind of. It was called Malibu Country. No. She played uh, a mom who was married to this famous country singer. He ended up cheating on her. So he moved <laughs> to- I'm it- sorry. I just, I just heard a loud crash from the spare bedroom, from spare room. And... <laughs> what the fuck have you been watching? Through- You've been watching Narnia spare room? Yeah. Naya comes zooming through here, and then, <laughs> and then Misha just slowly saunters through and looks at me. I don't know what happened, what just happened, but... He said, hola, niño. oh my god but anyway she was married to this famous country singer who cheated on her and so she moves them all out to Malibu and all this shit because she's trying to break back into her singing career and all that crap and Lily Tomlin plays her mother oh okay the show got cancelled after eight episodes oh and it was rightfully done the show was awful (laughs) It would have been better if she would have incorporated Barbara Jean. <gasps> Barbara Jean, yes! I love Barbara Jean. Lord God, and then Come Texas on. bitches. Oh God, ain't nobody, sc- well, I was going to say ain't nobody scarier, but they're, Tennessee bitches can kind of stand toe-to-toe with the Texas bitches. 
we're all sweetness and light one moment, but we can flick that switch real quick. But you know who can party like no fucking other? Who? Them Kentucky girls. Oh, God. Them Kentucky girls can get Kentucky dirty. Oh, wow. I made that up. I wouldn't know. I've never been to Kentucky. (laughs) Don't know anybody from Kentucky. I don't even think Kentucky's real. Who lives there? Nobody. Not me. I lived there when I was very, very, very young. Like, I don't remember it. But for the best. It's like a, it's like an Indian. Yeah. You don't really want to remember it. Yeah, Mama said it was horrible, but it was the only place that Daddy could find a job. He had just gotten his PhD, and that was the only place close that was hiring. Because back then in the eighties, every everybody had a PhD. It was overloaded, kind of like computer people are now. I never ever wanted to go. I never did. Ever. Never wanted to go to college. Okay, so. Why I'm not? Gonna, I wanted to. Uh, it's. Okay, for a little bit, I did. I really did. And then I kind of got discouraged because I would, like, talk to my family about it. And they would say, well, you didn't like school, so why would you waste your time on college? And I was like, oh, Okay. Oh, college is so much better. But then I thought, with all the opportunities there are now for people, for people without a college degree, why put myself in so much debt just to go to college? There are college graduates who will look at you and say, do not waste your money or your time. Yeah. I mean, here in Tennessee, you get two years free. Um, and when I went, I got on a Pell Grant, so it, I, it didn't cost me anything but the cost of books. But um, I'd like to at least finish my associates. Random question. If you could be the mother of any major horror figure, who would it be and why? Sakura. Who? Sakura. Who's that? That's the chick from, no, Samara. Who's oh, Sakura? The, who the fuck is Sakura? I don't know. Her Samara. ugly cousin. Huh? Her ugly cousin. Okay. But Samara from The Ring. Because you pity her. Huh? No. Or you want to scalp her for that hair, right? That'd make a good wig. No, I think she needs a loving mother. Okay. I think if she had a loving mother, her powers could have been used for good. That's true. For me, I'm tied between Jason and Michael. I feel like Michael would be a lost cause. Honestly, I really do. Yeah. Jason... He just had shitty cards dealt ever since he was born. He was born with a deformity. Mm-hmm. The camp counselors kind of brushed him off because they were horny teenagers. He couldn't mm-hmm. swim, and the kids pushed him into the lake, and so he drowned. Yeah. And it's so sad because the entire time while he's drowning, 
his mother's working in the kitchen preparing the food, not knowing a fuck of what's going on outside. Yeah. If she would have known, she probably could have saved him. Exactly. Now, leather. Okay, let's talk about Leatherface. Oh, poor Leatherface. He needs to be put down with a fucking 12 gauge. That whole fucking Sawyer family does. Yes, it does. You know what is meaner? The Sawyers or the Fireflies? The Sawyers. Yeah. The Sawyers, definitely. The Fireflies will at least attempt to be nice to you first. And at least they don't eat you. That's true, yeah. I mean, hell, the so- the Fireflies, I think if you're cool and you'll party with them, you stand a better chance at living. Kind of. Because yeah. if they were like the Sawyers, then they the Sawyers just, they go out in search of people almost constantly. Just to, bring to back, kill. Yeah, just to kill them. The fireflies just kind of kill whoever they happen to stumble upon. Yeah. That whole movie, I mean, Devil's Rejects, I think, is really where it starts because that's where it starts to get more serious because House of a Thousand Corpses is very campy, mm-hmm. very, very over the top. It's actually my favorite one. But as far as the seriousness of the story, Devil's Rejects is where it starts. Yeah, the Devil's Rejects, I think out of the all three of them, House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and Three from Hell, the Devil's Rejects, by far, in my opinion, is the only movie out of the three that still, at some scenes, makes me go, uh. Yeah. Like the hotel, the whole hotel scene. Oh, yes, with the gun and the, yeah. Yeah, and making the daughter watch, and, like, that's just, like, mm, okay. Where she makes her slapper. That's funny. <laughs> you better slap her, and this time you better make it fucking count. <laughs> I don't want to see no love taps, either. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's... It's a disgusting movie. It is. It's so disgusting. Good, but it is. It's bad. Because I think that movie, Rob Zombie, just. I think Rob Zombie didn't intend to continue and make Three from Hell after The Devil's Reject. So I think he thought, okay, this is it for them. We're going to go all out. We are going to really show how grotesque they are. Yeah. But then there was such a demand like, hey, make another one, make another one. So he's like, okay, fine. Three from Hell, I mean, watching, you know, when House of a Thousand Corpses came out, and then you go and you you keep up with the timeline, you know, a few years goes by, and then Devil's Rejects comes out, and then you're like, okay, cool. And then Three from Hell comes out, and now you're seeing, you're remembering them from the first movie, and now you're seeing them getting escorted, and they're in prison. Yeah. And, I mean, Baby, I think, became twice as psycho in prison than when she was let loose. Yeah. Like, we yeah, didn't know was. that she had hallucinations and she was, like, really fucked up until Three from Hell. Mm-hmm. Even her brother... What really got me was after they um, 
that you know got her out of prison and they got to the hotel for the night of all people after she got out of the car to go get a hotel room otis looked at their brother and said no she's changed there's something off about her even him of all people looked at her and went no there's something wrong with you Otis, Otis, Otis. Who's your daddy? <laughs> He's great. Um, the guy that plays him. Oh, what is his name? Has a college degree and everything. Um, I can't think of his fucking name right now. Hold on. Cast of. Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley, yes. Got a gorgeous man outside of take off the Otis stuff. Oh my yeah. god. So so handsome. He has such a nice smile. Yeah, he does. But now I Otis would... before the beard. Yeah. I think it's because we're not mentally stable that we find him attractive without the beard. Yeah, especially when he near at the end where he's dressed up as the the priest and has got the the makeup on his face. When I tell you, I've had many a fantasies late at night by myself with him in that makeup and that outfit. Oh my god! I have to take a few hard looks in the mirror after those. And say, uh, is it when your father abandoned you that you start adopting these feelings? <laughs> Possibly. I have such bad daddy issues. I oh my god, I like me- subject for another uh, subject for tomorrow's episode because I can go. I need to be drunk for that. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. But uh, you know who I think is so sexy? Me. Tony Todd. Who is that? What's he? What's he on? Candyman. Never. I was never a fan of Candyman. Oh, but the man. Not. I know who he looks, but now I now like I can see his face now. But I don't think so. You know they're making a new one though. Oh, cool. It's that uh, voice. Can we talk for a second about how the final Halloween movie is coming out in October this year? Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Halloween Kills. Which they keep saying is the final one on every one. But, like, this one, though, it's Jamie Lee Curtis is reprising her role as Laurie Strode. And it's at this point where she has finally had enough. And she is going to kill her brother. Like. Jamie Lee Curtis is just cool. She's, oh my god, I'm such a huge fan of hers. Um, She's funny. But then when you put her in that Laurie Strode outfit. And you see how Laurie is aged. And then you just see. Like, the character development that she's had to put. Like, okay, Lori's been running from Michael for 40 years. Yeah. And just when she finally thought 
that she got him when they set when they locked him in that bunker and set the house on fire. Mm-hmm. The movie, if you remember how that movie ends, they're in the she, they're in the back of a pickup truck, and right as they're driving away, fire truck comes in, and she's just screaming at them to let it burn. Oh my god! That's all she's screaming is "Let it burn." And then that's how the next movie is going to start: is the oh, fire cool. department, the firefighters, discovering Michael. And apparently, they are going to make Michael so much more violent. His kills are going to be ten times gorier. It's going to... I'm so excited. I am too. Ow. Ow! What's that flicking it so hard? Huh? I said we'll stop flicking it so hard. <laughs> you behave, you. Did you ever watch La Femme Nikita? No. The show? No. 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 Okay. Well, I wanted to be her, too. Big boobs? No, not really. Um, she was a tall and Australian. Um, I don't. Okay, I don't mean to like jump subjects here, but I'm. I have uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre on the TV right now. The very first one, the original. Yeah, and it's where they come upon that house, and the guy goes in. And he's like, "Hello, hello." And then he goes down the hallway past the stairs and he gets right to the doorway and then all of a sudden Leatherface fucking pops out, hits him on the head. That The man's acting when he drops to the floor and starts seizing has me every time I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think Leatherface, out of all of them, Leatherface is the one that scares me the most. Oh yes. He's huge. He... He's just, he's fast, too. For a man his size, he's fast. Yeah. yeah, for a big guy, he can move. I mean... Ugh. I can just put the whole family down, man. <laughs> Start with the youngest. Start with the, the one that, um... Uncle... <clears throat> um... One that plays sheriff. Oh God, that I yeah. Can you? I watched that and I'm just like, dude, how sick can you be? You kill the sheriff and then you take his car and his clothes and then you're gonna play sheriff. He's a sick fuck. He the guy is. That, the guy that played him is dead now. Okay, uh, good. He was a marine. Uh, like a high-ranking Marine. Um, they had him for, what was it? It was Full Metal Jacket. They were looking for people for drill sergeants. Uh-huh. And I think he tried out or something, and, and he got it. Or they went to him, or I forget how it happened. 
But anyways, that was his first movie. But he always plays someone intimidating. This guy, you know, when he played that, you know, the uncle, it was, it wasn't that he was intimidating. He was disgusting. Yeah. That's the only word I could ever think to describe him is that he was disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, Leatherface and all this, people don't realize that it's based on a true story. Yeah. It's based on a real serial killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Gein. <laughs> Ed Gein. Oh, boy. That's um, it's a sick motherfucker. Oh, yeah. He had a belt made out of women's nipples. Yeah. Who was that other one? The one they called the Gray Man. Um, yeah. God, he was fucking disgusting. Like to have a needle stuck in his groin. Yeah. I mean, how will just one even do that? I just. Oh, easily. You have to take and you have to pull the skin on it a little bit up. You don't want to jam it right into the shaft. Otherwise, that's really going to cause some blood clot. So you pull the skin just a little bit out and then you pierce it. <laughs> I'd imagine. Well, I understand how one pierces oneself, but how does one. Like, just push it up there and leave it. Why? So, in the gay sex world, there is a, uh, oh, God, he just stuck this woman on a fucking, like, a a, a meat hook. Yeah. Oh, God. Clean your, your kitchen is filthy. Clean your grout. Anyways. <laughs> There's a thing called sounding. I think I've heard of it, but I forget what it is. You put a metal rod, you lube it up, and you put it down a man's urethra. Oh, Jesus. And then you can either have penetrative sex or masturbate because it's supposed to make everything ten times more sensitive. I would be kind of hung up on the fact of, oh my god, there is something in my urethra. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, if nothing, I would try. And I've tried a lot. I'm sure you have, sweetheart. Weirdest thing you've ever done sexually, go. Oh, no! No, no, no! Go, come on. Okay. Weirdest thing. Something you wouldn't even want your mama to know. It involves a beer bottle. It involves a what? A beer bottle. You put it up there, didn't you? I didn't. Oh, but he did. Mm. She did? No. What did you do? He did. And then what? Did you become a human keg and like he put the, you know, pulled the top off and then drank you? No, he just 
He just fucked you with a beer bottle. Yes. What and I came across the room. You what? I came across the room. Oh. So you can get some distance. Apparently so. She's a squirter. All right. So He remarked on it. <laughs> can you imagine, like, if I was there during that, I'd just be over in the corner with, like, like a scorecard of a 10, just holding it up. Like, I'm so proud of her. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you, you shoot that squirt, Susan. Anyways. What kind of beer bottle? What are we I talking about? Oh. So you can you can you can fit a good amount in there. That's what you're saying. I'm saying once I'm lubed up and ready to go, we can go. I never met somebody who couldn't sm- <laughs> there ain't nothing. I I once watched this one crotch walk a Christmas ham out of a Walmart. <laughs> oh god. I think the weirdest thing I've ever done sexually. Okay, this is going on your show, so I don't have to remember my mother hearing it. Um, I once let a, guy, a black guy, like, gape me. Oh, God. And then he peed inside of me. <laughs> he peed inside of me. He peed inside me. Oh, oh, he my peed God. inside me. He peed inside me. Oh, gross. And then I clenched and I shot it back at him just to be funny. This isn't getting published. <gasps> Why not? <laughs> this could have just been a regular fucking phone call then. <laughs> Okay, maybe I'll pu- publish it. If you don't publish this, I will never do another podcast with you ever again. <sighs> All you gotta do if you're worried about your mom hearing it is just saying, hey, mom, don't watch that one. Oh, mama will never hear this unless somebody plays it for her. Okay, well, what's to worry? Sacred and the profane. I'm the profane. Come on. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll let you ask me embarrassing questions on my show next time. Catch me okay. off guard. Ask me okay. about the time I queefed an M&M at somebody on accident. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even know how that scenario would happen. <laughs> <laughs> The way you said, we'll you see if you're listening to so... this, don't let the kids listen to it. <laughs> you sounded so terrified. You went, Oh my god! <laughs> god, I love you. I love you too, you filthy thing. You did. He went, Oh my god. Oh, I was gonna tell you, I was thinking about a I was thinking about you earlier when I was looking up sex tips and I thought you'd find this one good. Get a marzipan, okay? 
and okay stick it up your vagina right okay oh hear my god out. hear me out hear me out hear me out and then does it bake no 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 here's the thing next time you have a sexy friend over you say here i stuck a marzipan up my cooter get it out but here's the thing it's gonna melt and it's gonna go deeper inside you, and he'll never find it. But he'll go down to town like he's trying to. Oh my god! He'll think he's gonna find it and find it. He'll be going at it, tearing it up, but it'll be gone. Oh my gosh! You gotta admit that's fucking genius. Yes, it is. But I don't want to stick food up a cooter. When I was in middle school, oh Jesus! This girl um, took a hot dog from the cafeteria at lunchtime, and she went into the girls' bathroom and she was like doing stuff to herself with it, and it broke. Oh God! And it couldn't like she couldn't get it out. The broke part. Oh my God! And so she had to go to the school nurse. And then the school nurse got fired because instead of, like, calling her parents to take her to the hospital, the school nurse got it out for her. Oh. This is the same girl that got fingered on the back, at the very back of on our school bus and then didn't clean it up. And it was, like, 80 degrees that day, so it baked. Oh, my God. Yeah. It smelled like ground oatmeal and mustard. Ew. I understand that I sometimes overshare. Yeah. You horrify me, but I love you. (laughs) God, could you imagine if I was normal? What is normal? Um... I'm on the football team. I get a girl pregnant by 18. We get married by 20. And then we get divorced by 25. I lose custody of the kids. I end up sleeping with their best friend. I end up not going to college because I have to stay home to take care of my mother. I want to be closer to her. So I end up getting a room above one of the local bars downtown. And I sleep up in order in exchange for free drinks. And then I stop uh, sleeping with my ex-wife's best friend and then I get really depressed and then I hang myself in my upstairs apartment and then they don't find me for a couple weeks you know it's not till I start to stink are there cats involved and do they eat you now they do oh god You know what I'm going to say when I become a ghost for the first time? Boo? No. I'm going to say, finally, my goal weight. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I finally reached my goal weight. <laughs> okay, we are at 47 minutes and 34 seconds. Where do you got to go? Nowhere. Nowhere. Where are you going? Nowhere. We were we got so far off the beaten path. We were supposed to be talking about Alice and Lady Dimitrescu. I know. 
what physical traits about Alice, other than like her, the you know, like obvious, would you like to have? Strength. To be that skinny, she is so strong. Like she has some. Well, she's like a superhuman, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, like, she went up against Nemesis like it was nothing. Exactly. I think if I had to pick from Lady Dimitrescu, it would have to be it would have to be her her eyes. Because there's something about her eyes that just she can look at you but she can look right through you. Yeah. Like there's a part in the game where she, her daughters put you up and you know she tie you up and he's yelling at them, put me down. And she walks up to him and she says, oh, be careful what you wish for. Oh my god. And then she does this turn and then she smiles at him like a queen. And then she just walks out of the room. I love her. She intrigues me. And I'll admit, the first time I played the game, she's the reason I she's the only reason I bought the game. <laughs> the only reason. I spent sixty dollars on the game. Oh, She's the only reason. I mean, the game itself, pretty good. It's pretty good. A lot of scares. It keeps you, you know, keeps you focused, keeps you, you know, into it. But when I first started playing it and I'm getting up, I finally get inside Castle Dimitrescu and I see her for the first time. All I can think to myself is, Mom. Did violins play? Uh Uh-huh. I'm like, Mom, step on me, Mom. (laughs) You have some other issues. Oh, God, no, that's one thing I don't have. Um, But, I mean, she has, like, those huge-ass milkers on her. (laughs) She has those big-ass, big mommy milkers. Oh, my God. And then, you, uh, okay, the way the game goes is that you can't hear her footsteps like you can't her daughters. Like, you can kind of pinpoint where her daughters might be coming from to kind of prepare yourself. Okay. You don't know she's up on you until she is up on you. Oh, Lord. You could be turning, and then you go through a door, and she's right on the other side of that door waiting for you. Imagine a nine-foot woman Just stalking you. That's scary. And she has a saying, and I love it, because she she just goes, when she's really fed up with you, she just goes, "Oh, you stupid man thing." <laughs> and then there's a part where you have to sneak into her room, and you grab the key to her room because it unlocks other doors in the house. And then you go to you unlock the door and you go to leave her room, and she comes in that door. And confronts you. 
and she grabs you by the neck and I'm like living my fantasy right so she grabs you by the neck and then she slams you on the ground I'm like getting to that point you know so she slams you on the ground and she's like you put your filthy man hands on my daughter and like she's like because she's a mom above everything she adores her daughters and you have to kill her daughters oh and once you kill like you kill like okay the first daughter I killed was Cassandra and then, then I'm walking throughout the house. About five, ten minutes later, you hear her voice from somewhere in the house just screaming, you know, what did you do to my daughter? And her voice, is you could just feel like she's going to kill you if she sees you. Yeah. And I've never been more aroused. <laughs> And I'm not sorry. I won't apologize. I won't. I won't apologize to you or anyone. It's <laughs> <laughs> like with Xena. Oh, did you I ever have... watch it all the way through? Yes, I did. I, I was an avid Xena fan. Well, the last one where she dies. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If anybody who has not seen Xena, you're too young to be listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, but that last scene where she's going up against the thousand soldiers and she's in that red number. Uh-huh. And she's got a katana instead of her sword. Mm-hmm. And she gets shot with all those arrows, but she keeps going. Oh, yeah. That always struck a nerve. Because it just, it showed you, like, you can do, you can keep going, no matter, literally, no matter what you're getting hit with. Mm -hmm. I always would laugh at the random episodes of when they would somehow now be in the future. Yeah. <laughs> and like the ancestor or the, the um, descendants of Xena. So it's Lucy Lawless's character, but it was the opposite. Instead of being like this warrior woman, she was this really nerdy, very shy, like news reporter. Yeah, I know. Lucy she, does comedy very well. Oh gosh, she did. She had a comic con event once. Uh, the woman who played Gabrielle was on stage but they couldn't find Lucy anywhere. And they were like, where the fuck is she? And then they go to just answering questions and they point to the guy in the corner and you just see this guy with some long black hair, a really kind of costumey looking wig on, really fat beer belly. And you yeah. can tell it's a woman trying to like deepen her voice. And she said, so uh, that scene when you had to kiss Lucy, what was that like? Is she good? And it was Lucy dressed up as a man. <laughs> she's like I hear Lucy's a good kisser can you confirm that <laughs> did she use tongue did you want to <laughs> oh my goodness you need to watch the show Salem I have okay so you know how she plays the countess in that yes Aside from the really weird relationship she has with her son, I think she's she does the role beautifully. Yeah, she does. 
Um, the making out with your son is a little weird for my taste. Yeah, I don't go for the incest thing. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I get like you're tasting essence, but like you could do that on your own. You don't need to taste it on your mom's mouth. Uh, and for some reason, Game of Thrones didn't bother me as bad. But like when I seen Lucy playing the Countess in Salem doing that, my first thought was, Zia, what are you doing? <laughs> I would have yes. killed. I would have killed for like a bonus episode of them recreating that scene and right as she kisses her son, Gabrielle dressed up as Gabrielle busts through the door like Zena. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Who was that dorky guy that hung around with them? What was his name? Joxer the Mighty. Joxer. He he loved Gabrielle. I know. He pops up in, in like weird random movies. I noticed that. Like, you don't hear anything from him, and then you randomly watch a movie, and then boom, there he is. Just like, happy to be a part of it. Exactly. He's there for 10 minutes, and then you don't see him again for another like five years. He's like cicadas. He only comes out a certain amount of time every so often. (laughs) But yeah, Lucy does comedy real well, she does everything real well. I think she's a very underrated actress. Okay, aside from Lucy Lawless, who else do you think would have been perfect to play Xena? Besides Mila Jovovich. Why was that my first thought, too? (laughs) I literally sat here and I'm like, young Mila Jovovich, in in picturing her in the Xena outfit, Yes. Like, she would have been amazing. Aside from her, who? Uma Thurman. I can see that. I love me some Uma. You're obsessed with the whole video I made for you. (laughs) Yes, I am. I posted it online. On your, the Facebook. Your face really like matched up with like her bone structure and her body. Yeah. Like it looked like real. I know. It was kind of scary. And then like me as Lady Dimitrescu, like that whole like, because I have a fat face and then my high cheeks and all that. It just worked really well with her. And I was just like, mm, mom, are you proud of me now? <laughs> Look, mom, I'm you. <laughs> I should go go back to therapy. You know, you're you're right. Let me rephrase that. I should also go back to therapy. God, I was in therapy 10 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was in, I I went to therapy. Well, no, no, uh, let me rephrase that. I started going to therapy when I was. 14. I stopped. It was about, yeah, no, it was not 10 years. It was about, I would say, four, four and a half years. So let me rephrase that. My therapist, who I bonded with, I kept the same therapist, I bonded with this woman. 
Like, I trusted her. And then she said, oh, well, I'm not going to be your therapist anymore. I'm moving out of state. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, yeah, you know, you got your own life and all that, whatever. But it was to pursue a relationship with a with an already married man. Oh my god! And yet you spent four and almost four and a half years telling me that I have problems. Yeah. When you're committing adultery, but I have problems, ma'am. I'm just depressed. I'm not screwing somebody else's husband. Exactly. And then you have a 10-year-old son that you're throwing in the midst of all that shit. Oh, my God. Like, lady, you need to be in therapy. You need to ask yourself why you feel the need to take things that don't belong to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about it. I'm not angry. Nothing. Cause like, I, mean, I would never, I would never do that to one of my my patients, ever. No. I wouldn't even consider moving out of state until I knew my patients were at a good place that I, I knew that they could be fine without me. But if I didn't think my patients would be fine without me, I would be keeping my ass put. Yeah. Because that's a profession that's not just a job. That is something that you're doing that's very important. Yeah, you're messing with people's heads. Exactly. And if you screw up, you could really do some damage. You might, you might unknowingly create the next serial killer. You might unknowingly create the next Michael Myers. Exactly. Speaking of patients and crazy people, I'm about to unlock a very dark memory for you. Are you ready? Okay. We're going to go back to the movie Patch Adams. Oh, God, I've never seen it. You've never seen it? I've intentionally never seen it. Let me tell you about a little part in this little ditty, okay? Okay. So, Patch Adams is like this doctor. He go, he's, a, he's kind of like a pediatrician. He kind of goes... He makes sick kids laugh. He, he just he tries to uplift people when they're at their lowest. He's a good guy. Yeah. He, he falls in love with a woman who originally kind of looks at him like, you know, it's a joke. You shouldn't be here. You know, this is to be taken seriously. You're making a joke out of it. But then she comes around. They fall in love. Okay. So, well, they're having dinner together one night at her house. Very nice house. And he leaves. Everything's fine. It went beautifully. It was so romantic. Well, then she gets a call from one of her patients. And he and it's a man. He says, hey, I'm in a really bad place right now. I really need to come talk. Can I please come talk? And she's like, well, duh. Of course you can. So he comes over. Shuts the door. And she's in her living room. She's like, hey, go ahead. Take a seat. Can I get you something to drink? And he says, no, I won't be here long. Then, okay. he reveals that he, then he reveals he has a gun behind his back. Oh, Lord. And commits a murder-suicide. Oh. And then the rest of the movie is Patch Adams just trying to learn how to live life without her. Oh, my God. The fucking end. 
That's a children's movie. Oh, Lord. Well, it's not intentionally a children's movie, but I watched it. Probably shouldn't have, but I watched it. Makes me cry every time. You know what movie scarred me? Hmm. Boxing Helena. I never seen that. Oh, my God. Should I avoid seeing it? I don't know. You may like it. Uh, it scarred you, but I may like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like nine when I watched it. So, you know. It scarred me, but I think you might like the stuff that's in it. <laughs> but basically, it's about this man that's obsessed with this woman. And she has a car wreck. And instead of calling the ambulance, he takes her in. And he slowly takes off her limbs until he can fit her into a box. And he only takes her out. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't just zoom past that part. He cuts off her limbs until she can fit in a box. Yes, one by one. Over time. Why? I don't know. Just because? Just cause. Cause she keeps trying to get away from him, so he cuts so, off all the limbs so she can't. Okay. And there's a twist at the end, but I'm not gonna tell you. That's fine. But yeah, I watched that very, very young and it scarred me. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> You know what movie I watched when I was young and I would get in trouble for it? And then um, my parents kind of just thought it was a lost cause when I started being able to recite the words, like the movie word for word. (laughs) Um, Misery. Oh, Lord. Now Mr. Penguin was facing due north. And now he and now he was facing due south. You were in here, weren't you? Fucking Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who else I wanted to be when I was like mm, end of eighth grade, going into freshman year. Tank girl. Don't know who that is. You need to watch it. It is on Prime. It is so bad that it's good. But I love Lori Petty in anything. Lori Petty. Why does that sound her name sound familiar? What else has she been in? Uh, Point Break, Free Willy, A League of Their Own. Okay, A League of Their Own. That's where I know her from. Yeah. That movie, though. It had a happy ending. But I still yeah. cried. I know. Oh my god, but Gina Davis though. Yeah, I was obsessed with Gina Davis for a while. I love Gina Davis. Have you seen A Long Kiss Goodnight? No, but I I know of it. I just never watched it. Oh, you should. She is brilliant in it. I want to see a movie where she's like a like a fucking serial killer. She'd make a good one. Yes, yeah, she would. Because she has, like, that crazy look in her eye sometimes. Uh-huh. Like, and, Be- and Beetlejuice. 
when she has that that line where she's like, "I'm gonna get her," that look in her eye. Like, <laughs> All right, Charles, I will move out here to the sticks with you. I will live with you here in this house. But if you do not let me gut out this house and make it my own, I will go insane and I will take you with me. <laughs> I love that movie. I love Beetlejuice. Oh, I I've said it twice. I haven't seen it in a long, long time. I have it on DVD. I love it. You know what I like? Drop Dead Dick. Fred. Uh, yeah. Yeah, besides Dick. <laughs> I, I've not watched Drop Dead Fred. I've n- I know of it, though. Good movie. Um... Oh my god, what was I gonna say? Um, oh, it was gonna be the concern about my personality. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Because, like, I was putting up, you know, how, like, I showed you the picture. I made a, my, uh, a cheap but cute kind of canopy for my bed. Yeah. But then I covered it in spider webs. <laughs> And my bed and my headboard is covered in spider webs. Piece my lamp is covered in spider webs. Random things throughout my room is just covered in spider. My room looks like Halloween threw up. But if it's if it looks any other way, I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. And I never understood why Halloween was such a big thing for me. Like, it's not even like, oh, I like the movies and the costumes and all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, I like these creepy things. I like the spider webs. I like the spiders and I like the ghosts and the werewolves and the pumpkins and the vampires and all that stuff. Like, it comforts me. Yeah. And I've had people ask me, like, why are you so into Halloween? And I never have an answer. I don't know why. I just always happen. And I was talking, because my mom helped me, you know, kind of put the stuff up. And I asked her, I said, did you ever think I would grow out, of Halloween, uh, grow out of Halloween? And she said, not for a second. She said, you were a child that when things should have scared you, you ran towards them. Oh, my goodness. She said, you looked at... Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger and thought they were awesome. You didn't get scared and have nightmares. That had to be... Go ahead. Oh, I was watching Halloween and Friday the 13th when I was little. Oh my goodness. Like, I would be sitting my fat little self in front of the TV with a bag of chips and something to drink and I would be not taking my eyes off that screen while Jason is just hacking away at somebody. Oh my gosh. I thought he was so cool. I thought Michael Myers was so cool. There's something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just dark turned. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just a little... Well, fucked, but aren't we all? <laughs> I mean, when I can put on like Friday the 13th or Halloween 
to relax and go to sleep at night. I follow. Well, that's easy. The movie's fucking boring. It's a dark comedy. It's fucking boring. The sow is mine. She belongs to me. You want to know a fun fact? I've I've never, ever been able to stay awake through the entire movie. I've never made it to the part where she's possessed. Really? I've always fallen asleep because I've become so bored. Oh my god. You know what other movies really fucked me? These movies, I'll admit, kind of fucked me up a little bit. The Hellraiser movies. Pinhead, yes. And then, like, the whole rumor that watching the movies opens a portal, which is not true. It's just hype for the movie, but, like, still, you don't know. (laughs) I always wanted to be an art teacher with that box as a paperweight. You wanted to emotionally scar your students, is what you're saying. Yes. Like, I swear to God, if you don't stop fucking talking, I will slide this little box right here a certain way, and you will face every demon. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Can we talk about how the sex scenes in those movies were a little too good to be in regular movies? Yeah. Especially like the uh, the third one where it's the young guy and he's the club owner. Oh yeah. And there's that sex scene cuz he has this really like ripped body. I'm mm-hmm. sitting there at the time when you know my boyfriend and all that like we're sitting on the couch watching it together and I'm just like I'm just staring at the TV. And he's like what? And I'm like that's hot. And he's like Oh, you'd like that? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I would like that. I would like to have sex like that and then two minutes later get needles struck through me and hooks through my eyes. Yeah, I would <laughs> love that. Shut up. Anyways. <laughs> my knees hurt. My neck. My back. My anxiety attack. <laughs> Ooh, we're at 74 minutes. Yes, I know. You want to call it good for the night or you want to just keep on blabbering? I call it good for the night. All right. Do your outro. This is Amanda with the Sacred and the Profane. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Dakota, for being here. Mm, you're welcome. God help us all. (laughs)